You're doing all the right things, but you aren't seeing the results that you want. Why? Healing is not all about nutrition and movement and sleep and minimizing toxins and all the things that you're probably already doing. So why isn't it working? There are seven critical beliefs and misconceptions that might be getting in your way. Today, we are going to answer the question, what else is holding you back from your healing success? So let's get started. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude and mindset to create a healthy, thriving body. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. You deserve love, happiness, and laughter. So let's get started. Hey there, sunshine, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor turned certified natural health coach. And my mission is to help you optimize gratitude and mindset so that you can create optimal health and wellness. And you may have noticed a change around here and you might be wondering what's going on. Yes, the podcast name has changed from the Grateful Warrior podcast to Gratitude Builds Fortitude. And if you're curious about why, I will be sharing more in an upcoming episode. One of the most common complaints that I hear is that I've tried everything, but nothing works. Or I'm working on improving my nutrition and movement and sleep and minimizing toxins and all the things, but it's barely moving the needle. How frustrating is it to decide that you are going to take responsibility for your health, to start doing all the right things, but then not see any real tangible results? And then that puts you right back to that place of just wanting to give up because nothing's working. So why even try? And if that is you, then you're in luck because today we are going to answer the question, what else is holding you back from your healing success? I will be sharing seven beliefs or misconceptions that you might be doing without even knowing it. And if any of these resonate with you, hit that follow button because I will be diving deeper into all of these topics in future episodes. So let's jump in. All right, number one, your response is one of two extremes. One of not being okay and the other is forcing positivity. And if you live in either state for too long, it's gonna create a false sense of reality. Your world has been turned upside down with that diagnosis. Life exists with a very distinct line of before getting sick and then after getting sick. This came out of the blue and without your permission. It is devastating. And it is totally okay to feel all of the colorful emotions that are coming up. It's okay to feel angry and afraid and frustrated and envious and depressed and all of the things. This is totally normal. There's a saying that gets thrown around, it's okay to not be okay. And yes, at face value, that is 100% true. It is okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay that you were just handed a life-altering diagnosis. But it's not okay to not be okay and not do something about it. There is a time and a place to grieve and be angry and feel afraid and depressed and be in all the feels. But there is also a time to pick yourself up. Only you will know when it's time to acknowledge your emotions and when it's time to start building fortitude. 
Now, the other common pitfall to look out for is what's called toxic positivity. So many times I've seen women in my community go from one extreme to another, where they're now being positive and staying strong. And yes, a positive outlook, it's a good thing. But this whole notion of good vibes only and I'm staying strong, a fake sense of positivity, it it just, it doesn't allow for the space to be present with your feelings. And it doesn't allow for the space to face not just the current situation, but what helped to get you there in the first place. And I'm going to touch a bit more on that in a few minutes. But if I can be completely honest with you, toxic positivity is actually a form of denial. Here's another way to look at it. If you're in a prolonged state of fear and belief that you're not okay, if you're in a place of I can't, then just thinking positive, it's never going to have enough juice to transform your body at the cellular level. If you are in or have been in either of these places, let me ask you this. What does your energy level look like? Do you have an abundant amount of energy or is it just totally tanked? What if instead you got present to the present and focused on accurate thinking and asked your body what's going on? All right, so number two, you expect to see results immediately or expect your healing journey to be linear. Now, I know all of us know that that's not the case. But deep down, do you really kind of think about it? Do you feel that if you had a dollar for every time you felt frustrated for two steps forward and two steps back, you'd be a millionaire? Yes, the healing journey is frustrating. It's frustrating to go from no to no to no to no to I don't know. But here's the thing. It took years, sometimes months, but mostly years for your body to create a disease state. Your body didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I don't like my person anymore. I'm just going to get really sick and make their lives miserable. Your body doesn't exist to screw you over. Your body's number one job is to protect you and to keep you safe. That diagnosis is a wake-up call of a lifetime. Disease is not an on or off switch. It's a compound collection of poor nutrition, minimal movement, poor sleep, chronic inflammation, past trauma, environmental toxins, even some genetics mixed in here and there. Whatever that combination looks like for you. And all of these things that add up over time. It's a complex system to get you to this state. So why should you expect that it's an immediate or an easy journey to get you healthy again? What would happen if you changed your perspective from wanting that quick fix every day, or being frustrated all of the time, to making a commitment to the process of playing the long game. That every single day, you are going to make the best decisions for your body. Every day, you are going to make your health your number one priority. And every day, you are going to celebrate the wins, both big and small. Okay, number three. You keep telling yourself the same story of your past over and over again. And I get it. You're walking around in a totally different body. You now have this identity of having lupus or cancer or fibromyalgia or Hashimoto's or diabetes or whatever the health challenge is. It's all consuming. 
I hear so many people say that being sick is a full-time job. And if you view it that way, then it is. But then what else happens? After the initial diagnosis, you go through telling everyone that you know. And then if your condition is chronic, you may feel that you need to keep explaining why you're still sick. And then at every single doctor's appointment, you spend that time rehashing what got you there. So let me ask you this. Are you exhausted when you feel like you have to constantly tell that story over and over again? I'm going to quote the great Dr. Joe Dispenza here. And he states that 90% of the thoughts that we have every day are the same thoughts as yesterday. Your thoughts lead to your actions and then your behaviors. So if you're stuck in your story of the past, which means that you're stuck in the actions and the behaviors of your past, then how are you ever supposed to start making any kind of improvements with your health? This is one of the very first things I work with my clients on reframing. Because how are you supposed to heal if there's no room for a new story? If your focus is 100% on how sick you are, then that's where your mind and your body's going to stay. When I work with my clients, this can be one of the most difficult mindsets for them to reframe and eventually break. But when they do it, I can literally watch them start to come alive before my very eyes. Like, no joke. When I see this transformation with my clients, I always get happy tears for them. I am so proud of them. When they're talking less about their past and the story over and over again, and instead they are now talking more about their families and their dreams or going outside and walking or even when they start talking about using this as an opportunity to help other people. That is the story of your present, right? This is the story of your future. All right, number four, you aren't working gratitude to your advantage. I believe in a personalized approach to practicing gratitude, saying no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. So I would never say that you're doing it wrong. But let me ask you this. Is gratitude working for you? And I'm not talking about, oh, I feel a little more grateful, so it's working. No, no, no. If you're rolling your eyes or drifting off, I want you to come back to me and pay attention because this is important. Gratitude is your superpower. It is scientifically proven that those who practice gratitude see tangible results, such as reducing your stress by 20%, reducing your depression or your sadness by 16%, You should have 20% more energy during the day and be exercising 33% more. But if you aren't seeing these results, it's because you're probably doing what everyone else does, making a list of three things, saying thank you more often, which is great. It's just not working. And I'm not going to get into a lot with this one because, hello, we've got an entire podcast here, Gratitude Builds Fortitude, dedicated around this principle. And you can listen to the podcast. Um, I've got an entire program, the Gratitude Lab. My students are seeing amazing results, as are my coaching clients. So if you want more on this one, then either follow the podcast or reach out to me to see if it makes sense to work together. All right, number five, you're looking to your doctors for all of the answers. Yes, 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 yes. Our doctors do play a very important role in our lives, and especially when managing a 
chronic or a complex illness. But here's where it gets really interesting is something I want you to think about. So in my experience, and at least in the United States for all of this, right, for cancer patients, you're typically going to have a captain of your care team, usually the oncologist, who's going to integrate all of the treatment options and standard of care. And is that one doctor that you go to who is looking at your treatment care from a holistic perspective? But what if you have autoimmune disease or some other type of chronic health challenge? Then that becomes a very different story. If you go down the traditional path, then you're going to go first to your primary doctor. And then you're going to get sent to a specialist and then to another specialist. And then if you have more and more specialists, there's going to be more ists that you see than days of the week. Sometimes it takes 5, 10, even 20 appointments with various doctors to get diagnosed in the first place. And then each different ist prescribes you different medicine. And let me ask you another question. How many minutes do you get to spend with each of these doctors? And if this sounds like your experience, then let me ask you this too. Do you feel hopeless when your doctors don't have an answer? And who's coordinating all of the doctor's orders and prescriptions? Unless you see a functional practitioner, a naturopath, or a more integrative kind of doctor, who is looking at your health care from a holistic perspective? I know that it's easy to get pushed into this cycle and not even think about taking a step back to evaluate the situation. You are your best advocate. You are the only person who is with yourself 100% of the time. Yes, the doctors, they're experts in their field of medicine, but you are the expert of you. You have more answers than you think you have. Ask yourself this question. What would happen if I took 100% responsibility for all aspects of my health? What do you think would happen? And number six, You're exhausted and feel like there is no way out of that tunnel. The biggest problem with this is that the more exhausted you are, the more exhausted you are. I want you to raise your virtual hand if you would do anything to not experience that level of debilitating fatigue every day. And what I see all of the time is that so many people, they say they will do anything. But then when presented with options and a game plan, Then all of a sudden, it's one excuse after another. I've tried everything. It's not going to work. You don't understand my condition. And here's why that is almost always the go-to response. Your brain likes to be comfortable, even if that place of comfort totally sucks. So when you're in a disease state, your brain wants you to stay in a disease state. It's a whole cycle. And if you're interested in exploring this more, then I encourage you to register for my free webinar, navigating difficult times. You can go to pinkfortitude.com slash difficult times and the link is in the show notes. And yes, rest and self-care are important. Yes, it is important to listen to your body and not push yourself. But so is gentle movement. At a cellular level, your body needs movement to function. What you eat, what you drink, how you move, and your thoughts. These are all expressed at a cellular level. Michael Jordan missed almost 10,000 shots in his career. It's like 9,000 and some. Michael Jordan. And yet he is still the goat. He is the greatest of all time. 
If he was this disciplined with putting a basketball through a hoop, even though he failed almost 10,000 times, then why aren't you this disciplined with your health? Seriously. I don't know about you, but I would put my health and my life like a million more times more important than a basketball. Okay, so to recap, so far we have covered six critical beliefs and misconceptions that might be holding you back from your healing success. Two extreme responses, expecting to see results immediately or expecting your healing journey to be linear. Number three, telling the same story of your past over and over again. Number four, not working gratitude to your advantage. Number five, looking to your doctor for all of the answers. And then number six, just feeling so exhausted, like there is no way out of that dark tunnel. Which brings us to number seven. You're surrounding yourself with people who bring you down. And I'm sure you've heard the famous quote by Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's kind of like the old adage, birds of a feather flock together. It's human nature to want to find our people. And to give you just a really quick example from my own life, we're a military family. So we have a lot of friends who are in the military. Like it's just plain and simple. It's just kind of how it works. So let me ask you this. If you were in debt, would you ask a friend who is also in debt how to get out of debt? Or would you take your financial advice from a millionaire? If your goal was to run a marathon this year, would you take your training advice from your friend who doesn't even own a pair of running shoes or from someone who's actually run a marathon before and is half decent at it? One thing that is certain with almost every single person I speak with, there will be people in your life, loved ones, family, friends, who are going to disappear. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. But your circle is going to change. Your circle of family and friends has been changing your entire life. Again, we want to be connected to our people. It is hardwired in our DNA. It is human nature to want to be connected with people, especially those who understand what we're going through. Here's the thing. Every single person in your life does one of two things. They either add to your life or they take something away. They either lift you up or they bring you down. They either give you energy or they sap your energy. It's natural to be connected to those who understand what you're going through. But let me ask you, think of those in your life, your community, your circle of influence. Who in that circle lifts you up and who brings you down? Okay, I know we've covered a lot today. And this is really just scratching the surface. I am super excited because I'm going to be diving deeper into each and every one of these seven beliefs and misconceptions in future episodes. So with that, I want to leave you with something very important to ask yourself. How many of these am I doing? Which one specifically resonates with me the most? Like which one am I feeling the most resistance to? Only you know what is the best solution or solutions for your health journey. But the best news is, is that you have options. You don't have to just sit there and wonder if your health is going to ever improve. You can start today by taking those first steps. And if you're in that place that feels like rock bottom, that feels like you're in a dark tunnel with no way out, but if you have hope, if you are willing to raise your hand and say, I am ready to do what it takes, but I need someone to help me get there, then it's time to chat. Let's hop on a call.
I am here to be your gratitude coach and your mentor, and I am super excited to be on this journey with you. So if you want to find out how much gratitude and grit that you have, be sure to take the quiz, and you can find that at pinkfortitude.com slash quiz, and the link is also in the show notes. And when you take the quiz, you will receive personalized gratitude and mindset resources to get you started to reverse the cycle of disease and take control of your health and your life. So thanks for tuning in to another episode. It has been awesome sauce to hang out with you and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Holly here. And if you've been feeling burned out, stressed out and weighed down, and if the thought of another diet or workout plan is creating even more stress, I'd like to offer you a different solution. You see, we think that getting healthy means going on some crazy diet or restrictive protocol or even spending hours in the gym. And I'm here to tell you, it's not about losing weight. It's about losing the weight of the world on your shoulders. So rather than having you try to figure this out for yourself, I've put together a five-episode private podcast training series to help you get started with your very own comeback experience. The private podcast training series, it's totally free, and I'm doing something that I have never done before. In episode five, you're going to walk away with an assessment to determine your health as it relates to energy levels, sleep, metabolic health, and weight. And when you submit your assessment, you can schedule a free coaching session with me to personally review your results, and I will help you to develop your game plan going forward. Totally free, no strings attached. And I'm not sure how long I'm going to offer this complimentary and personalized coaching for you. So go to podcastholly.com. That's podcastholly.com to download this series. It's totally free. And then make sure you submit your assessment for your complimentary and personalized health review and game plan. I'll see you over at podcastholly.com.